Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where your host, Alison K. Summers, is searching the globe to introduce you to cutting-edge thinkers and entrepreneurs whose stories will inspire you to innovate your own business life. Having worked with and coached CEOs and senior leaders from over 90 countries, Alison is taking her own experiences to help today's CEOs and professionals meet the ever-changing demands of the future of work. Now, here's your host, Alison K. Summers. Hi, everyone. This is Alison K. Summers. We're so delighted that you joined us today for Disruptive CEO Nation. We like to talk about technology and we like to talk about business, but my special treat for you today is we're going to talk about human experiences and how you build a brand in a very personal and touch point way. We know that as the world is changing and more people are focused on technology, that there's nothing more delightful than this incredibly rich personal human experience. And it's something that you need to integrate into all of your brands. So for today's episode, we are going to hop over to Portugal and we are going to talk to a company founder and business owner who, if I have this correct, had one of the number one experiences in the entire world on Airbnb last year. And he is here to tell us all about it. So Pedro, welcome to the show. Tell everybody who you are and what you do. Thank you so much for the introduction, Alison. Uh, I'm Pedro, uh, Pedro Pico, uh, but usually people call me Lorenzo because of my YouTube channels. But uh, I am from Lisbon, Portugal. I am 30 years old already, which is making me sad since I turned the 29 to 30 now. Um, <laughs> and at this moment, uh, I, am, uh, I am the founder and the CEO of Drag Taste. And uh, Drag Taste, it's, um, it's a company that combines uh, amazing food and drinks um, and the and fabulous drag queens so we make experiences that combine those two things food and drag queens and uh, some of our experiences are uh, uh, wine uh, tastings with queens and live shows we have uh, amazing drag queens that are uh, very good experts about the Portuguese wine uh, we have a famous drag brunch every Sunday in Portugal that is sold out with six months advance and we have amazing choreographies and dances and more and the food is very good but but our our number one experience was the first that i uh, that i created with my husband when we when we created a company which is um, a drag queen's cooking party so it's it's a six hours long experience where where people from around the world they come to our place every single day well not now that we are closed but they come to our place every day uh, from six to midnight and we transform everyone into a gorgeous queen so we have a place we have a very big place in Lisbon uh, which is drag taste and we have thousands of wigs and dresses and jewelries and eye eels and accessories and everything and kids to grandmothers to to gays, straights, lesbians, every single type of people you can imagine. They are beautifully transformed until they are unrecognizable. And then we have a cooking class with our drag chefs. So everyone makes together uh, a full Portuguese dinner from scratch. Um, and then we put the table all together and 60 drag queens, newly born drag queens have dinner. We drink <laughs> sangria, we drink wine, and we watch the live shows in the end. Uh, and that is what we have been doing um, since June last year. Uh, and we already had uh, over 6,000 guests visiting us. And uh, we have over 
2,000 reviews online. We are the number one on uh, TripAdvisor in Lisbon, uh, on Airbnb, and uh, everywhere else, and our own website as well. And it's very um, enlightening. Uh, it started with two people, and now we are 30 full-time people working on it. Uh, and we are expanding. Um, we were supposed to be already opening Barcelona in March this year, but because of the pandemic, it was not possible to open it. Uh, but we are expanding to other cities and making a, this um, drag foodie combination um, worldwide. That's the idea. And, and now we are online. Now we are online. Now and we, that's how we met. And I think that's you know, how we just, met. Yeah, just for our listeners to know, um, we are recording this during the time of uh, the global pandemic. And, you know, when everybody's uh, starved for experiences, um, I decided to try the online experience. And quite honestly, we were like, oh, this is going to be a silly night. This is just going to be total escapism. And it was serious cooking. I was like, oh, I got to keep up. I've got to do this. And and I was one of the good guests. I had every ingredient that I was supposed to have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so... Um, but I want to hear more about your business today. But to be honest, let's just, I love to know our guests and, and where you got your entrepreneurial spirit, how you got to where you are today. So just give us an, a quick thumbnail of, um, you know, what brought you to this point. Wow. I, I, I'm going to be short as possible. So um, I was a professional wrestler when I was 18. I, won the, I was a 500-pound wrestler uh, in the States and in Europe. I was very big. I was very big and I had a big addiction for food. Um, then um, after two years of wrestling as a professional, um, I decided to lose weight and um, I lost 60% of my weight and I become a, a skinny chef. So I started to work in restaurants um, and after restaurants, I, I started to give uh, cooking classes uh, for people visiting Lisbon when I was uh, 19. And... Um, Later, I stopped for a couple of years. Um, I each hiked uh, 40 countries in Africa. Um, I did a big, big journey there. And then I came back and I started on YouTube with my cooking show. Um, it got uh, quite famous in Portugal. Um, and after the YouTube, I created my first big company, which was, it's, uh, it was I sold it, it was a tasty studio. So the, the Tasty Studio was a food media production studio. Um, we, we were, um, we were um, a video and photo uh, gastronomy uh, production company. So everything that is food or beverage um, that needs to have um, uh, content to be done, uh, most of all for the digital world, we were doing it. And we were doing... Um, it, was, it started just as me, but then it was very, we had a couple of hundred uh, photographer, food photographers and food stylists and food videographers creating viral recipe videos for the entire world uh, every single day. Um, and that was a very interesting um, company that uh, I did. Uh, after selling that one, I uh, stopped for a year and then I met my husband, uh, my, my current husband, which is Nikolai. Um, Nikolai is from Moscow, Russia. And uh, he has been living in Portugal for six years now, where he, where he did his master's. And Nikolai always had a big passion for drag queens and makeup. Um, and I was doing nothing. I was doing one cooking class every week on a Saturday morning from the local market to my house. And then we realized that he, he was working too, uh, too many hours a day and a week. So we tried to combine our passions and do something together. So we combined his passion from makeup and drag queens with my cooking love and we created drag taste. So that was more or less 
a very quick, short notice in the past 10 years. No, I guess. And so here we are today, and I think it's interesting because you've already gone through the experience of building one business and, and selling it, and, and, and still very much in a visual, visual medium, and you start drag taste. So did you know, did you have a, I mean, clearly you had such a, a incredible launch. Um, how did you go about with the concept uh, and finding space and, and making sure that you knew you had a winning combination? Because, you know, you already alluded to, you know, it's not, you have a lot of stock materials. You have a, a lot of, you have to have a, a warehouse type of space to do what you, what yeah, you do. Yeah. Listen, when we start, Alison, we didn't know it was going to work, right? Uh, and that's almost like every new innovative business. Like, uh, you don't know it's going to work. Uh, what we have in mind is that people love food um, and people like to drink and when they are in holidays and drag queens are kind of fun, right? So mm -hmm. that was our, our, our pointing. Um, that's how we start to think about this. And then we also like to create something that we believe that we can have pleasure doing it so it can be last long in our lives. So I, I always, in wrestling, I was an actor. So I was doing like a play when I was wrestling. So I always liked to, I, I did plays when I was younger and I always liked it. So creating my character was funny. And uh, my character is Teresa Aldente. It's an old lady that is based on my grandmother and my mother. And um, so I was having fun doing it. And in the beginning, we didn't invest that much. We just used our living room. Uh, our, our living room in Lisbon was big. And uh, our, our dining table was uh, big enough for 20 people to have dinner and I had um, and I had a, a pool table that I built myself and my husband we built a wood countertop for the pool table where we were doing the cooking classes so that's what we did and then we just bought on Amazon Spain uh, a lot of wigs big size dresses for the big guys that were doing the experience that we thought they were coming and lots of eels eye eels we bought like 25 or 30 eye eels on amazon for you know 15 bucks each we just bought a little bit more makeup a little bit more props and we invited my old family and friends to do the first experience so we could do, so we could take photos and make a video that was the idea and we did. So my mother came, my grandmother came, uh, some friends of my husband came and we did the first drag queen cooking party in our lives and it was very funny. People had lots of fun. So Irina uh, Nikolai was, my husband was transforming everyone and I was cooking everything. And then it's when you start to realize, does this work or not? Because uh, doing the makeup of one person um, takes like 45 minutes. So we, we, then we realized that when we have a group bigger than four, we need to have an extra drag queen. And so when you start to testing it, right, when you start to doing, you start to analyze, okay, the music, we need to have a playlist for the entire experience so people can be cooking and dancing. Okay, music. So we started to tackle all the single points that we got for that. So I was doing the experience with my family and friends at Nikolai, and I was taking notes all, this, all the time on my Google Keep. I was, okay, music, because we didn't have music. And it, it, it's totally different when you have a nice playlist. Uh, and people are cooking and dancing and, and, and having fun. More queens for the makeup, because when it's too many people, uh, we, we now we do groups of 70 guests. And um, when we have 70 guests, we have 12 drag queens uh, working, uh, doing the 70 makeups from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. until while the other ones are cooking. So now it's a, it's a large uh, operation. Now it's a huge party every day. Um, and, um, and we kind of, 
did the test and two, it went all right. And, and then we have our, and then we put it online. Uh, we put it on Airbnb. We put it on uh, Airbnb experiences. We submitted it. I had my own um, experience on Airbnb from the local market to a chef's house, which was quite famous. It, it, I had like 400 reviews already on that one. And I've been doing it for a while. I loved it. Um, and we, I just uploaded it. We put the pictures on, we wrote a description, um, we put what you will need, what you need to know, and then we had our first booking on the 8th of June. Um, it was just one lady, one single lady um, from Australia. Her name was Megan, and she just uh, booked the experience, um, and uh, she was a bit afraid because we had zero reviews, and uh, the experience was starting at night in the house of two uh, drag queens and she was alone in the country so she kind of <laughs> came and when I opened the door I am a very tall drag queen so without my giant wig and my heels I'm already six foot five and when I'm in drag I'm seven foot so I'm very big as a lady and when I opened the door Megan was tiny and she looked at me and she said I don't know you guys. I can't find information about this. I just want you to know that I send your address to my parents. Let's have fun. That was the first thing she said before she came in. Uh, that was the first thing. And I said, I do understand you, Megan. Let's have fun. And then we cooked. We transformed her in a punk rock queen. And we drink too much. And we, we made amazing food. And that was the first guest. And after that, um, it started to sold out. Uh, it started. Uh, we, had, we only had 10 spots available. And because we didn't know the times of the day or the days of the week that will work, we put we opened from Monday to Sunday, uh, and and then it started to to get fully booked every single day. It, it was it was crazy, until we were kicked out of the building. Um, it was like that because uh, you know seven groups a week from six to midnight with live shows in the end and cooking and everyone in the balcony in a residential building. It was not a good, it was not a good idea after a little bit. And almost 100% of the neighbors of the building did experience with their friends and families and sons. But then they asked us that, uh, can we go somewhere else? Because it's too noisy sometimes. And we, and we found this amazing place in LX factory, which is a giant warehouse, um, <coughs> excuse me, in the most beautiful area of Lisbon. It, it's a very, it's, um, it's a very um, design and trendy place. It's where um, amazing shops and restaurants are inside an old industrial um, factory. Um, and we have a warehouse inside that we decorated in a, in a crazy way. So we have, um, we, have a, we have a giant chandelier made of 250 red eels, uh, eels falling down. And um, we have mannequins on the, on, the, on the floors and on the ceilings and on the walls. Uh, we build our stage from scratch and uh, we build our tables and we and the drag queens, we built everything from scratch and, and now it's, um, now it's up and running. Well, now it's closed during the pandemic. It's closed, so. <laughs> well, well, let's talk about that because, um, and, and this is where I usually encourage everybody to, to make sure that if you've listened to this interview, you go and you check out their website and you can see the visuals of, of what we're hearing and, you know, check you out on, on Airbnb, but, but let's talk about, you talked about the, the, the piece of, of the testing and expanding and, and you have a very people business and you said you were up to 30 employees, a staff of 30. Yeah. And as a business owner, you've had to make this transition of how do I, how do I keep this going? Um, when on certain 
influences have shut down my building. Um, is there any, any thoughts about just how difficult it is to know that you had 30 people counting on their paychecks? Listen, we, if, if we were not the first, we were one of the first companies to close our doors by our own initiative. Um, so we closed our doors on the 10th of March and Portugal uh, started a state of emergency on the 17th of March. So seven days before um, we were mandatory, legal, by law to close, we closed our doors um, because we had, first of all, one of our drag queens that lives with me, Lazarka, um, she has a very aggressive uh, asthma um, and, um, and she has all the, um, all the bombs and everything that you use. Uh, so she is one of the risk uh, cases uh, uh, about the coronavirus. And we had 200 people uh, fully booked brunch on the 11th of March. Um, and I sent an email to everyone uh, refunding the tickets and saying that we are not going to do it uh, because we are a bit, uh, you know, skeptical about what's going to happen or not. And Five days after, uh, one of the guests, uh, she, was from, uh, she was from California, um, she said that she did a test uh, back in, I don't know what was the country she did, and she said that she came out positive. So she was infected with the, with the COVID-19, and, and, and that was when I felt very good by closing the business. Now, when we closed the business on the 10th of March, the first thing I had in my mind is that, yes, I have a rent to pay, I have 30 salaries to pay, um, and we decided to do an announcement on our Instagram and Facebook saying that we are closed until the 30th of March until further notice. Uh, and we refund everyone. And then on the 17th, state of emergency for 30 days, so until April. Um, and then I realized that we had to refund all the tickets of April. And no, no money coming in. And 100% of the business was closed. And what I told my team, I told, uh, we had a big meeting um, online and I told them, I told everyone that I'm going to keep paying your salaries um, until I find a solution or until our bank account goes zero. Um, and that's what I did. So in March, I paid them uh, all the salaries. I paid everything. And on April, we refunded over 3,000 tickets for until December 2020. So lots of people was begging for refunds and money back for April, for June, for July, for September, for October, even for December, they were asking for the money back. And we were just refunding tickets. Um, we were giving them the option to refund or to give them a voucher uh, with double the value. Um, but the majority of the people went for the, the refund, which, which was a little bit complicated for us. Um, and I told the entire team that their job was to think about the solution that we could do while we cannot open the doors and everyone started to brainstorm so we had one meeting a day of one hour where everyone come up with ideas and we started to talk about and we did that as a team from the cleaning lady to to the chefs to the drag queens to to the financial guy everyone was coming to the meeting uh, right on time so we could start to brainstorm about the, what we could do to have some revenue coming in um, and everyone was very active in that uh, and then it came this idea to to create um, a sangria secrets with drag queens class. Uh, that came the idea, and uh, and it was a good idea because it's a number one in the world, and we already sold five thousand tickets in twenty five days. So it's complicated. We do six, <laughs> we do six sold out sessions a day, seven days a week. Um, 
with completely crazy time zones because we do for Australia in the morning, we do for the States at 4 and 6 a.m., we do for Europe at 8 p.m. So we are dividing the people living here um, to try to make them all, and we are doing it. And um, we, we just arrived to 500 reviews on Airbnb, which let me tell you, to, you to, to get 500 reviews on experience on Airbnb, it takes between two to four years. It takes a long time to get 500. And we, we got 500 in, in 25 days, which is crazy. And people do not stop booking for their um, birthday parties, bachelorettes, um, family reunions, team building activities for online. Um, we have people that buy the 30 tickets for one session because they want to have a private date, online date with their boyfriend or girlfriend. And, and, and it's, um, and it's, it, it's going and, and it was, uh, we are actually, uh, we, we actually have more, we are having more revenue in the, as we are a tourism company and we are having more revenue during the pandemic that we had in the months before we closed the doors, which is completely insane. Um, I cannot even, um, and I will not do it, but I cannot even, uh, request, um, uh, a government uh, help. Because now, now five days ago, they opened, they opened um, uh, a tourism company's uh, money um, help or whatever. And, uh, and then I said, oh, now you have it. And when they added, it, uh, I could not go because you needed to have um, a decrease of 60% of your revenue. And we have an increase of 25% as a tourism company. So I could not, I could not apply to the governmental support. And I said, well, that's a good thing, isn't it? And, um, and that was it. And um, we, I'm hiring people at the moment to work online with us to, for the customer supports, for the bookings, for the feedback. Um, we are... And we are we are expanding the the online experiences now with uh, a group of drag queens in Spain that they want to do it, uh, and we are going to send them the all the equipment. I'm going to teach them how to set up that amazing quality video and sound during the experience, and they will do a, a Spanish um, recipe that is simple to to follow in Spanish for Spanish speaking uh, audiences because we are doing it in English at the moment. Uh, so it's it's, it's going. And that, it's such a great story about involving the entire team to come to your, your business solution. I have so many more questions, but we're actually at our time. And I, you know, perhaps we can come back another time and, and speak with you again. Um, I always like to ask this of, of, of guests. And where do you see yourself and where do you see this, this business in five years? If we come back and talk to you again, you know, as a disruptive CEO, you're, you're constantly creating inventing and, and now it sounds like you're inventing yet another evolution of helping others uh, replicate these Airbnb experiences. But, but for you, what's the, what's the dream? What's that vision? We, we made, um, a long-term expansion plan that we that we have that we gave to Airbnb um, because they request uh, us to become the the first uh, Airbnb experience host to expand globally, and um, our goal is to have drag taste in the um, in the biggest capitals in the world where people can do a cooking class about the traditional food of that city of that country with drag queen chefs. And they can be transformed into a new persona that they have inside. And they can have fun. They can eat a lot, drink a lot, and have a memory that they will not forget. 
Um, and we want to open in, so our expansion plan is for three years and it's 52 cities, including Tokyo, Sao Paulo, San Francisco, Berlin, uh, Amsterdam, um, Rio, and we have so many cities. And at, at, at this moment, we have um, drag queens from Barcelona living with us here for over three months because they are doing their training and they are ready to go and they are ready to open Barcelona. So we, in five years, we see ourselves in, in many capitals of the world as drag taste where we follow always the same vision and goals, which is authentic, traditional food with local drag queens that can cook and then can transform you. So that, 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 is, that is our goal. And people have always a blast with us and, and they create amazing memories and they come back. They come back as well. Um, some in, some in, the, in the same week of holidays, they go twice. And, um, and, and that's where I think we will be uh, after this. And we will not stop doing our online. Uh, this new business that came inside of the one we had I think the online experiences, most of all, the way we are doing ours, I think it's a good, and you did it, for example. Mm -hmm. I, think it's a, I think it's a good way for you to, for when you cannot go into a holiday or travel, I think it's a good way for you to experience something from another country um, during, you know, one hour or two that you have during your Saturday. And you cannot travel, you cannot go anywhere, but let me learn how these Buddhist monks meditate. Or let me learn how this Italian grandma makes her pasta and I can talk with her and we can connect somehow. So we will keep doing the online um, experiences for sure uh, on the long run. Um, and, uh, and I'm already searching for a new place that where we can do the live streams every day and we can keep doing our offline experiences uh, when this I, is over. I, I think when you talk about these, these online experiences and this, this hunger and desire it, it creates, I mean, ultimately human beings want to connect. And like I said, I, do, I talk a lot with people about technology and, and, and what business is doing for people. But at the end of the day, you know, we all want and hunger for relationships. And I think having done your online experience, it, it literally was like, and I, I, I think I, I said this to you when we were talking over email is um, I've been all over the world. I've never been to Portugal. And I did one hour and I'm like, oh, well, now I got to figure out how to buy my ticket to Portugal because I need to go be in person. And, and do this. And, and so I think when we talk about all of our, our brands that are part of Disruptive CEO Nation, the ones that tend to have the most brand loyalty, you know, granted, they're not putting everybody in wigs and high heels, but they yeah. have that, that connection of human experience. And I think, you know, we all have to keep trying to figure out within our own businesses of how we offer that even more. Um, so tell everybody how they can find you online. How do they find you on Instagram and learn more about your company? They can, uh, all our social medias uh, are at Drag Taste. Um, that's our handle on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's also, we have a YouTube channel where we are making some videos sometimes, youtube.com slash Drag Taste. And our website, dragtaste.com. It's where people can uh, buy our experiences, both offline and online. Um, and on Airbnb, if you go to Airbnb and you click on, on online experiences, we are the number one over there. So it's just click on the Sangria Secrets with Drag Queens and it will be a pleasure to see you there as well. Um, and if you come to Lisbon, uh, find us up. Find Drag Taste on Google and um, we will be open uh, after these crazy times are over and it will be a pleasure to, to make you having a, a day you can't forget. So that's what we are doing at the moment. And I'm very happy. I'm very happy. I'm very happy. And I hope to see you, Alison, one day in Lisbon. 
Absolutely. Or when you come open the ver the, the branch in Chicago, that then oh, I'll, I'll, yes, I'll be there. Oh, yes, 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 for <laughs> because sure. Because we've got our own nice uh, drag culture, so. Um... No, I know, I know. We've with a lot of queens from Chicago. It's crazy. <laughs> they are all gorgeous and fabulous, and it's amazing. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And, and to our listeners, if um, if Pedro starts something in his story that you think others need to hear, please, uh, please share this episode of Disruptive CEO Nation with them. If there is a wonderful company founder doing something extraordinary in the world that you think we need to speak with, um, please drop me a note at connect at allisonksummers.com. Until then, keep your eye on the future. Thank you again, Pedro. Thank you. My pleasure, Alison. Be safe and see you one day again. Okay. Be safe. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.